It's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to The Atomic Podcast, where Efren blows up the news on a verbal scale. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from Delavan, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Ephraim Guzman. My guest today pretty much needs no introduction. He is the host of many various podcasts. And I first interacted with him when he was hosting Wood Nation with Ric Flair. And now he's now known as the Podfather for some of you. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Conrad Thompson. Conrad, it's been years since we talked, and my God, welcome back, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me. How's everything your way? Ah, everything is good, man. Just here dealing with minus two degrees and snow and the frigid Midwest. I'm telling you, like, um, coming from New York, coming to the Midwest, the cold is unbearable, man. Like, the minute you go outside with no gloves and you're just running to start your car, like, you feel, like, the pressure points on your fingertips, like crunching in with the cold man um how's everything in alabama how's the weather out there uh we're good man you know it doesn't get quite as cold here we do get some freezing rain which we're expected to have here in the next day or two and that'll be like bumper cars on our highways and interstates but uh you know we'll be back to normal in a couple days but we can't complain it's not like it is up there with you guys frozen tundra (laughs) definitely is man definitely is uh, if football was going on now in lambeau field oh my god everybody will be freezing their balls off man it's that cold it's really that cold i'm not even i'm not even exaggerating about it it's that cold um Wow, Conrad, it's been a while since we talked. The last time you was on my podcast, we was joined by independent wrestler Rage, and we were talking about the Ronda Rousey MMA fight. Last time you was on, also, we were talking about when you was first hosting your first podcast, Woo Nation. Um, Before we start talking about your various podcasts, um, tell me how was 2020 like for you? And I know I talked to a lot of people, and 2020 was actually a good professional business it was good professionally for them. Um, professionally and personally, how was 2020 for you and how did it affect you? Well, you know, we were doing a lot of live shows and conventions and a lot of travel with all of my wrestling stuff. And I was doing a lot of travel with uh, recruiting on my mortgage side of my business. But that all got cut off. You know, there was a time where I was probably on, I don't know, five planes a week. And yeah. then, you know, that all just shut off in March. And I've been on one plane since. I've been driving everywhere, so I've made several trips to Florida, one to Philadelphia, one to St. Louis, uh, several to Charlotte. So plane travel being restricted, uh, at least for me, you know, self-imposed, that's been a bit of an adjustment. Uh, And it is a little weird not being able to go to your favorite bars or restaurants because we've tried to do our part social distancing. But we made the most of it. You know, it was a good year uh, for my family. We... um, we had our best year ever in the mortgage biz and our best year ever in podcasting. So financially, to your point, business-wise, it was better than ever. But yeah, the uh, the social side, that, that took a tumble for sure. And I'm hopeful that things get a little more back to normal just so we can have the same quality of life we did before. But I don't know when that's ever going to happen. I know. Like I was talking about you before I started recording. I do miss going to the movie theaters. I miss, you know, people. I, I do miss the interaction of 
not that we go to the movies, you talk to random strangers, but just missing the interaction of a group of people watching a movie they've never seen before and the reactions of like something you see on screen with strangers or whatnot, or actually going shopping without having to wear a mask. So things are just so different now. So from the last time we spoke, we spoke years ago when I was still living in New York and coming here and Everything is like everywhere. You know, a lot of people I knew were furloughed for a while, and then the first I heard of the coronavirus was Tom Hanks got it. Like Tom Hanks got the virus. Damn, this thing is re- is really real. And then like it, it was a trickle down effect from there, where everything's shutting down, businesses are closing. So you know everything was chaotic or whatnot. But um, um, you talking to you now, you're known as like the Pod Father because you're doing various podcasts, man. Um. When we talked before, you was doing Woo Nation, and then um, can you take me back to there? What happened with? Um, I'm sure you talked about it plenty of times, but I haven't heard it. What happened with Woo Nation, and how these other podcasts? What was the embryonic stages for all these other podcasts? Well, Woo Nation came to an end because uh, Rick wasn't happy with uh, the payouts from CBS and uh, thought that you know he thought we could maybe do something on our own. Mm-hmm. So we started our own independent, and we called it the Ric Flair Show, and we launched it with uh, MLW. And we had a lot of fun with it, but as with everything else, it takes a little while to get it going. And right about the time it was getting up and going as far as generating revenue, that's around the time that you know Rick just sort of lost interest in podcasting. And around that same time, I had started to amass – uh, a Rolodex from all the folks that we had interviewed on the Ric Flair show. That's the first time I, I met and talked to Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross and Kurt Angle. And so I eventually uh, recruited Bruce to do a podcast and uh, he wasn't really confident he wanted to do it or that it had any sort of legs, but man, that thing just blew up for us in a major way. Mm-hmm. And seeing the success we had throughout 2017 with it um, or, or through the end of 2016, even I decided to do a bit of a spinoff, so we started in January of 2017, What Happened When, with Tony Schiavone, and I wanted the WCW side of something to wrestle. And then eventually, Eric Bischoff came around, and and he was interested in doing a podcast, so the following year, we announced uh, to start 2018 that I would be doing one with him, and then uh, Jim Ross saw that maybe he could adjust his podcast format, and uh, we agreed to launch grilling jr and we did that in 2019 and that same year we kicked off arn uh which was um, probably the first time i'd done one with an actual wrestler wrestler since rick flair and we just recently announced that we've got the kurt angle show so kurt angle comes to you now on sundays and if you add in chris hero i'm doing seven podcasts a week now so i've never embraced the podfather role but doing seven shows a week i guess i kind of am <laughs> you know, and podcasts for a lot of people who do it for a living or do it as a hobby, it's, it's, I guess for some, it's like time consuming because you have to put time and the effort and you have to like have notes and you got to be prepared for doing seven, seven podcasts. Um, how did you incorporate time in the time in the day, especially you're doing mortgage as well? Like, how did you fit all that? Like, how did everything come about? Like, how did you organize it? Well, we've got a Google Doc spreadsheet that shows our 2021 podcast schedule. So I've got you know all the shows mapped out week by week as far as what the topics are going to be through the end of the year. We focus a lot on anniversaries and whatnot. Okay. And um, that's really the primary focus is the preparation. So once we have you know the schedule in place, then I can have my group of researchers, which is three folks deep, uh, start helping me sort of organize some notes and prepare. 
And once we actually have the uh, the formats for the shows, then it's just a, a function of scheduling it. Uh, so as you and I talk, I'm probably a month ahead on Kurt Angle. I'm about a month ahead on Arn. I'm three weeks ahead on JR. I'm two weeks ahead on Bruce. And I'm two weeks ahead on Tony. So the only person that I've actually got to sit down and record with this week is Eric Bischoff. So that gets rid of the pressure a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I usually try to record uh, either first thing in the morning for JR. He likes during the week, first thing in the morning. So I can just get a later start to my mortgage day that day. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Angle is in a bit of a rhythm where he wants to do uh, Friday afternoons at lunch. So I can just block off my Friday lunch and know that that's Kurt's. And the rest of the shows we record either after hours uh, through the week or most of the time on the weekend. Uh, so like this past weekend, I probably put 10 in the can. Uh, but that means you're working all day Saturday and all day Sunday. So you have to have a patient wife. That's the key. you got to have preparation <laughs> and a patient wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's times you miss probably dinner or lunch probably, right? Because you're actually doing podcasting and whatnot. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, And um, de- dealing with, you know, pretty much seven different personalities and whatnot, you ever have anybody that not flakes on you but has to cancel and then you got to reschedule, retool a different day to do it or whatnot? And does it, like, take a toll sometimes if someone cancels out or, like, they can't do it or whatnot? Yeah, I mean, the biggest challenge is Bruce Pritchard, just him finding the time. I mean, that's no secret. Yeah. But what we have had an easier time doing is just, as I said, getting ahead with everybody else. So. This past week, due to the weather, uh, JR had no internet at his house in Oklahoma. So because his internet was, was shot, there was no real way for us to record the podcast. That's okay. Uh, we'll wait and tackle it a few days later. And we did. So, you know, it, as long as you're trying to do it ahead of time and not doing it at the very last minute, you're usually okay, with the possible exception of Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Um, podcasting has, you know, from, like you said, coming from Woo Nation, the Ric Flair show, doing all the podcasts, like, you know, there's a lot of information, a lot of, a lot of stuff you, you know, your researchers do, but also you have to research yourself and get facts from like someone's perspective, which might not be the right perspective and organizing notes and whatnot. Um, does it like behind the scenes of podcasting, does it take a lot of, like, do you rehearse something? Like, do you rehearse, like, uh, like, do you have, like, a cold run before you actually start recording with um, each individual podcaster that's with you? Like, do you have, like, a, like, all right, we're going to talk about this, don't forget this or whatnot? No, we'll share the notes with them. Um, yeah. Some, some will review it. Some will just watch the show and don't want to be bothered by my notes and just want to come in fresh and react to it live. Oh, okay. I, I don't think there's a, or a right, but there's never a, a rehearsal. We never actually talk about it before we click record. But, you know, he may see my show format, so he knows exactly, you know, what story I'm trying to tell. Yeah. But, again, most folks don't actually review those. Like, uh, JR will review them. Uh, Bruce will in real time as I'm doing it. Eric usually does not, um, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, okay, okay. I personally have, like, some of my, like, they're all great to me. I personally have, like, special place in my heart. So I, lo- I love what happens when, because I love the interaction with you and Tony. It's almost like you guys are, like, brothers, you know, heckling the hell out of each other. Do you, I, I know you don't have, like, favorites. You have ones, you know, everyone's equal to you. But do you have a particular one you enjoy doing? Like, all right, I'm looking forward to this because our interactions are so good together over the microphone. 
Yeah, Tony Schiavone. Tony's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell the chemistry is awesome between you guys. And, you know, you can tell the, the love you have for the old WCW and, like, the mid, you know, the mid-Atlantic whatnot and seeing the old footage. Um, is that, is, in that, in that format, would you like to do that with others where you actually, like, watch, uh, like, um, beginning to end, like, um, mid-Atlantic wrestling or WCW and watch it with somebody else? I don't know that it would work for anything else. You know, if there was something else that it might work for, it would be WCW in 96. And coming up later this year, we are going to go a little bit that direction. Mm. We're going to start like uh, the week before uh, um, Scott Hall shows up. So we're going to watch like the May 20th show, which is the last Nitro before the invasion starts. And then, of course, we'll watch Scott Hall. Uh, two weeks later, we'll watch Kevin Nash. So we're going to watch the major moments, but I don't think we're going to go week to week regardless of what we're doing. We are with, with 1986 uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, but for 96 WCW, we're going to hit the big moments. So like we'll watch Bash at the Beach 96, and then we'll watch Nitro the following day. But it'll, it'll always be like, hey, here's when DiBiase joined, or here's when Waltman joined, or here's when Bischoff joined. It won't be week in, week out. We're mm. going to hit the high points for 96 and WCW. Okay. And I know you've been collecting a lot of antique belts or titles, as they say now. I know you collected a lot of titles. Is there still ones out there that you're looking for that you haven't got, gotten your hands on yet? Oh, of course. I'm always looking. You know, I'm working <laughs> on a few right now. But the one that's sort of like the holy grail that I'm trying to find and just for whatever reason have not had any luck is the red NWA television championship from the eighties back in the day. I just think that would be the one to have, and I just can't find it. So if you got any leads, hit me up. Hey, Hey, it's Conrad on Twitter. Wow. So you have no leads on that whatsoever. Everything is a cold front on that title. Yeah. Arn doesn't have it and nobody knows where it is. So the search continues. Oh, okay. Um, out of like instead of the major promotions, let's say World Class Championship Wrestling and the other promotions, UWF. Do you have a particular favorite title out of those organizations? Yeah, I'd love to get the old uh, Watts Territory Belt, the North American Championship, that giant belt that you saw with uh, Magnum TA and Terry Taylor and some others. But uh, okay. it is a huge championship. That I guess the AEW belt was sort of loosely modeled after and that would be a really cool one to have uh, awesome awesome and you know there's you know like uh matt cardona and there's a lot of other people that collect wrestling figures or whatnot like the old ljn figures and the old wcw galoop figures especially like exclusives ones for the uk you collect no figures at all of, of toys or action figures whatever you like to call them you, you have none of your collection right no i no. mean that's not to say that i haven't been gifted some yeah, uh, but I, I don't have my old original figures, and no, I don't. I don't keep any. Yeah, um, is it? Um, you know how people have hobbies. Is it is it expensive? They say, "Oh, this is an expensive hobby." Is this an expensive hobby for you? Well, maybe once upon a time was, but now that I'm in <laughs> you know, the wrestling business and promotion, now it's a tax write off. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, also, um, with all your podcasts, is there? Anyone, I'm sure, you, I know you've been asked before, but is there anyone on your dream list you would love to get to podcast with? Yeah, Jeff Jarrett, Paul Heyman, Michael Hayes, probably in that order. That uh, order. Well, maybe Heyman first, but yeah, Heyman's on the short list. 
Uh, Jarrett's on the short list. Um, and Michael Hayes. He'd be tremendous. Yeah. Have they reached out and says, I'm, I'm interested down the road? Or has anyone reached out to you and said, you know what? Because like, they heard you mention them. Like, have they reached out to you? Be like, I think I'm interested, but maybe in a few years. Has anyone said anything? I'm friendly with all those guys. I talk to all of them on a pretty regular basis. But they're both all gainfully employed with WWE. And I don't know that that's a possibility for them right now. But if and when the opportunity presents itself, I'll jump at the chance to do something with them. But I think their employment has to change. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, with everything that's going on in uh, coronavirus, how is the state of Alabama, and how how is everything with like social distancing and quarantine? How's everything over there in that state going? It depends on where you go. I mean, there's some places that take it very seriously, and there's some places that it looks like nothing ever happened. So it's been a uh, it's been weird, and we've just decided, you know, what's best for us and our family is we're just going to stay home. You know, so. I've been to um, two restaurants in North Alabama in the last 11 months. Mm-hmm. And everything else has either been, you know, we had it delivered to the office or it was delivered to the house or, you know, we just cooked at home. Uh, or we got some meals delivered from jimmysfamousmeals.com. But that's really been it for the last 13 or 11 months, rather. Uh, we're just, we're doing our part and staying away. Okay. Also, um, curiosity, how did you and Megan became an item? How did that come about? <laughs> uh, I met her at uh, her dad's 65th birthday party. We started talking at the uh, bar at WrestleMania uh, 31 okay. in San Jose. And eventually when her circumstance changed, um, we started texting. And now she's Mrs. Thompson and she's downstairs on her Peloton as you and I are recording right now. <laughs> Oh, man, that Peloton, I know everyone's talking about that. Is that really good as it is? Because I think that competes with Beachbody, or Beachbody is competing with Peloton. Is that really good? Like, are you in that, into the Peloton, or no? Megan loves it. She's got a Peloton bike and the treadmill, and um, she's got a couple uh, new apparatuses she wants us to put in the gym. But we've totally redone the little home gym, and she's loving it. I mean, we had the thing painted and put new floors in, and yeah, she's having a lot of fun down there, so... Hey, she loves it, and that's that's good for me. So if she's happy, I'm happy. You know what they say, happy wife, ha- happy life. So that's awesome, man. There you go. <laughs> um, Conrad, with, um, wow. Um, I mean, like, honestly, this is, I don't know how many years since we talked, and I'm just, um, congratulations on, on everything you got going for yourself, man. Like, you know, who would have ever thought coming from Rudation to the Ric Flair show, now all this is like, you know, people are clamoring to always talk with you. Even Jericho having you on this podcast, he wanted for you to do your format to his, to, to your style for like when you had an interview with him. So it's like you almost like set the trend of, how to podcast in a way not you know there's a lot of podcasts out there like i love jim Cornette experience i love joe rogan's show but everybody has their own style of doing it you own you almost got your own conrad type style to it like you added your you implemented your style to it um do you see like other podcasting shows emulating your style in some ways i'll be honest i don't listen to any other podcast to know really what everybody else is doing Uh, I'm not saying that to be, you know, big league or whatever. I'm just saying between all that I'm doing and doing the mortgage company, there's just not a ton of free time. But that being said, you know, I do listen to the Jim Cornette experience whenever I get a chance. And if I don't have a chance to listen to the whole show, I'll listen to a lot of the clips on YouTube. Yeah. They they do their own thing. I don't, 
there's plenty of room for everybody. And uh, there's two types of folks who get into it, people who want to have fun or people who want to want to run it as a business. So it's either a hobby or a business. And as long as you're having fun and you're getting what you want out of it, I think it's a win. So I think there's, there's, there's space for everybody. I don't, I don't think anybody has to follow a certain type of format or style. Just have fun. Do you? Yeah. Um, do you have, um, how can I say this? Is there a whole, hopefully I, I don't want this to happen, but curiosity, do you have like an end game to a podcast? Like for all your podcasts out there, is there an end game or does someone said, all right, I want to do this for X amount of time. And then that's it. Like we'll have an ending episode or it's pretty much, you know, it's going on and there's no ending in sight. Well, it's a business. So it would be yeah. like if you walked into McDonald's and said, hey, what's the end game for this restaurant? When are you going to sell your last burger? I mean, they yeah. hope the answer is never. Yeah. Uh, but the end game for my podcast is someone passes away. You know, I, I hate to be so morbid. But, Whoa. I mean, <laughs> these, these, shows are, these shows are making a bunch of money. And so yeah. why would someone walk away from an enterprise that's doing well or making a bunch of money? Like, they don't. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be hard to do a podcast with someone when they're no longer here. But this is... The easiest gig yeah. that a wrestler could have. There's no travel. It's it's in a room in your house with equipment that I send to you, and we talk for two hours a week, and then a big check comes at the end of the month. So nobody is thinking about, <laughs> hey, how do we end these things? They will end when they end, but, but that's yeah. it, man. We don't, we don't have a, I got seven episodes left. We're not, we're not <laughs> I guess no. I, so I'm, I'm assuming everybody loves talking. I love it. I love I love hearing that answer. You know, because I don't know well, what. <laughs> even if they don't love it, they love what they get. And so there's a, you know, this is a business at this point to those guys. They don't they don't look for, necessarily look forward to you know going in that room and talking to me once a week. They look forward to the check at the end of the month, and you know it's <laughs> it's become a business. So they're gonna they're gonna fulfill the terms of their contracts with with Westwood One and myself, and and they're gonna make money doing it, and and that. You know we're we're on an upswing, so it continues to get bigger and better, and nobody's complaining and saying, you know what, I think I'm ready to wind this down. <laughs> well, has has there been any ideas for a Conrad Thompson show? Just you yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do an Ask Conrad over on AdFreeShows.com, and I think I've done 24 or 25 of those so far, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm happy to do it, but. Uh, it's usually just me answering questions. But as far as, you know, is there a Conrad Thompson podcast? Yes, there are seven. So, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, but just like you, like the Conrad Thompson show, not like you with somebody else. But like, you ever thought about just doing a show, just you? Just like, I know you do the Ask Conrad segment, but like, uh, I don't know, like, 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 you know, like a show just about you. No. Nope. Not, and, and not for any other reason than, you know, again... I don't know when I would find the time and what the upside would be. Like, uh, it is a business, so I'm going to do what, what makes the most business sense, and that doesn't really check the box for me. Okay. Um, you know, like you you were saying before, with all your podcasts, you have researchers that help you out. Um, how does the topic, because it seems like you said you have it organized through the whole year. Like, how do you organize for each show, for each um person how do you know what to talk about and how do you know how to like you know like it seems like each show you do has an not an end game but like it has a beginning a middle and an end like you know you're covering mid-atlantic you're covering um wcw you're coloring you're covering the pay-per-views like how how do how do you come about with each person like for jim ross like how do you figure all right we're going to do this for eric bishop how are you going to do this like how do you come how, how, how does that plan come about 
Well, it's kind of easy, if I'm honest with you. You know, we're just taking a look at what are the anniversaries. So, like, let's look at Kurt yeah. Angle, for instance. Or oh. no, something to wrestle. Okay. So, uh, Trish debuted in March of 2000 with WWE. Okay. And March is Women's Month, so we're going to start the month of March uh, talking about Trish Stratus. Now, the second week uh, will be March 12th is when it'll air. Mm-hmm. So, 15 years ago that same week on March 18th, Saturday night's main event returned to network TV. It was Saturday night's main event 32. Mm, okay. uh, and then on March 19th, we're going to talk about The Undertaker from 98 and 99. Uh, he has a birthday on March 24th, so we tried to slide it in. WrestleMania 12, this will be the 25th anniversary of that show. It happened on March 31st. We're going to cover it on March 26th. And WrestleMania 22, it's the 15-year anniversary it happened on April 2nd, so we're going to cover it on April 2nd. So it's looking back at how can you make these timelines work. So specifically with Bruce, I'm looking at stuff that happened in 91 while he was still there, mm-hmm. stuff that happened in 96, stuff that happened in 01, and stuff that happened in 06 whenever I get a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just take a look at those pay-per-views and sort of work backwards. Oh. So you do the same thing with like Jim Ross, and you do the same thing with Eric Bischoff? You do like that type of situation like that? Yeah, uh, for everybody. So we're going to look at a combination of things. I'm going to look at this day in wrestling history. I'm going to look at a list of wrestler birthdays. And I'm going to look at a list of WCW, Impact, and WWF pay-per-views. And then finally, I'll look at a list of Saturday Night's Main Events and Clash of the Champions. And whatever sort of lines up with those specials, we'll try to see what works. And it becomes a little dicey when you've got a JR and a a, uh, Bruce Pritchard. Because you don't want to cover the same topic on the same week. Yeah. Uh, so you, you sort of decide, all right, I'm going to go more 01 here and more 11 here or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I do that with everybody. But And, and the, the strategy on trying to figure out the anniversary thing is a lot of our growth has been organic, sort of grassroots stuff. Yeah. So my hope is that somebody would say, oh, man, today is the so-and-so anniversary of such-and-such happening, and then there's all this discussion about it in the comments. But it's most ideal to me when somebody says, oh, yeah, I just heard this on the so-and-so podcast. So it gives us a little bit of a, a shout-out in a way we might not normally get it. Okay, because I remember, like, I heard you and Jim Ross talking about Starcade 87, and you also did it with Shivani. But it's good, like, hearing both, both you know, because everybody has their own version of what they've seen and what they witnessed. Everybody has their own commentary to it. So it's kind of cool that... It's not at the same time, but, you know, like, or like if, if someone's covering, let's say you're covering uh, Bash at the Beach, uh, um, a beach blast and whatnot with 93 with Jim Ross, kind of interesting to hear somebody else's take on that. So, like, but it's not at the same time or whatnot. It's like, only kind of, yes, like, exactly right. So, we'll do it on different dates. So, you're not listening to the same thing on the same week, but I expect that we'll cover uh, every topic multiple times with multiple guests. I mean, that's what makes it fun is you get different perspectives mm-hmm. on yeah. each individual topic. So, yeah, that'll continue. It'll just be, hopefully, not the same week. And sometimes when we have done stuff that happened the same week, what we would do is, like, we would say, we're going to have, like, for instance, a few weeks ago, we had Jim Ross watch a Nitro from the uh, Superdome down in Louisiana. So mm-hmm. it was the biggest Nitro ever. Yeah. But it ran head-to-head with the Raw where Mike Tyson shoved Steve Austin or vice versa. Yeah. So we had uh, Eric Bischoff 
watch the Mike Tyson Raw, and we had JR watch the Superdome Nitro. So it's kind of fun to see, not them talk about their own product, but watch the other show for the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And for wrestling fans out there, it's kind of cool hearing their take on it, and especially their raw take on it, not the PC take on it, but how they really feel about it. So that's also refreshing, hearing somebody be themselves and actually talk about it, actually have real feelings about it, instead of a corporate feeling behind it, if you know what I'm saying. So that's really cool and refreshing. Yeah. Um. So with you know the podcast down and the 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 wishes that you would love to have people on with you. Um. Is there any obscure topics you haven't talked about with other podcasters that you're itching to talk about, or there's something down the run line that it's a dream topic for you guys to talk about? I don't know that I would say that we have necessarily a dream topic, but yeah, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up this year. Uh, especially with Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt Angle had such a, a monumental career, and I think because it was so recent, some of us sort of forget some of it, but we're going to cover a lot of the stuff that happened in 01. And mm. 01 was a big year. That's when we had Milkomania. Uh, that's when <laughs> yeah. we had that street fight with um, with Shane, and, and he had uh, world title runs, and there's a lot of great stuff there. But also 06, so we're in the anniversary of 06, so that's when... He's going to get drafted to ECW. He's ultimately going to ask for his release and wind up signing with Impact, have his matches with Samoa Joe. 06 is a pretty important time. And then we'll talk about 2011, and it just so happens that we're at the 10-year anniversary of all that Jeff and Kurt Angle and Karen Angle love triangle mess that they turned into storyline. So this year's probably going to be a banner year for the Kurt Angle show, much like his first year in wrestling was too. Yeah, and he doesn't mind getting into the top. I guess I'm assuming he does the podcast. He doesn't mind getting into the personal topics besides the wrestling related topics. Find out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Conrad, um, what was your resolution for 2020, and if so, was it a, a good one? You know, I didn't do it the way I normally do. I do have some uh, some very specific financial goals, and okay. I have some uh, specific personal goals. You know, uh, Megan's got us meal planning, so I'm eating out of black rectangles now, and uh, I've done that stop and start, but it seems like it's more sustainable this time, and maybe it's just because of the pandemic, the temptation to just go to lunch with your buddies isn't really there, so... That seems to be working, and I'm sleeping better and feeling better, and I can definitely feel like I have more energy, so that's a positive change. I've got some pretty aggressive savings plans personally, too, and and a a big acquisition I'm trying to work on personally, so that's all good. But I guess professionally, uh, the biggest change I'm trying to do is I'm just uh, changing my approach, not only in the way that we have been doing audio, now we're adding video, uh, and we're doing a lot of really cool things at adfreeshows.com. But I'm changing my approach with Twitter. I for, forever and ever have just muted everyone. And I, I feel like I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I just don't have any sort of uh, patience for the negativity anymore. So I went on a block spree. And I told the guy who helps me with social, hey, man, everybody I got muted, just go ahead and block them. And so I, I, I've never blocked anybody in my life. But now I think in the, uh, as you and I are talking, we're six weeks into 2021, I've got like 800 folks blocked. So wow, that's been a bit of a difference. Wow, wow, fascinating. It's wow, crazy. And um, 2021, like we're winding down. You know, 
not 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 even winding down because the year's not almost over yet. But so far in uh, 2021, um, how how's everything been for you? It's per you know it's been great for you. Like professionally, it's been going good. Yeah, I mean it's a weird year. We we had uh, my family had COVID to start the year in January, so January was a real challenging month and frustrating. But we're on the other side of it now, and uh, you know so far so good, man. We had a good good month business wise, you know, and and podcasting and in mortgages, and hoping to have another good month here in February. And you know the the approach towards uh, time has changed in the last year because it felt like on the one hand it was just yesterday the pandemic was starting. But on another hand, it feels like it was about five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel like time sort of went a lot slower in the last year. Yeah, which you know is not a bad thing. It gives us all a chance to take a deep breath and, and focus on what's more important and spend more family time if they're local and all that type. And my attitude towards time is definitely adjusted over the last year, to say the least. And your family's doing much better now, right? Yeah, everybody's all good. Okay. You know, we. Uh, Dad had a rough go there for a bit, but he's fine and good to go. And uh, I think we're all knock on wood on the other side now. That's great. That's great. Um, with ad free, let's it's ad free dot com, right? Ad free. Ad free shows. Ad free show. Ad free um, Do you think more people like it more because they can actually see you guys as opposed to just like going on a Stitcher and just hearing the audio? People like to see the reactions, especially your interactions with Shivani, your interactions with pretty much everybody. Um, do you get more response, like people liking it more on video than they do on audio? Well, I don't think it's just the video. I mean, I do think there's a lot of people who want to consume content differently. Yeah. Uh, but we do have, you know, a lot of folks who like the video. But to me, the big thing is the the bonus content and the interactive experience. So, like, uh, this Thursday, uh, we're going to be doing a, an Ask JR Anything. Or maybe it's this Friday. No, it's next Thursday. That's right. Yeah. Next Thursday, we're going to be doing a live Zoom. Uh, so, if you're on adfreeshows.com, you get to actually interact with Jim Ross and hang out for a bit and ask some questions, which is pretty cool. Uh, but we've also got things on there like the book club and happy hours where, you know, Medusa or rebel are having some cocktails and telling old stories. And we occasionally have special guests, but the big cool stuff to me is the bonus content where we'll record something extra with one of the hosts, or I'll do like a, a long form conversation with a major name from wrestling. Like this month we debuted the, what I believe to be is the definitive Jim Crockett interview I sit down with Jim Crockett. We talk for more than two and a half hours, and then we've got some Easter eggs at the end. And that's just part one. We're going to drop part two next month. We've got a little documentary series we started doing called Title Chase. It shows the history of ring use belts and, you know, video of those belts in 4K. And we give lots of taboos, like we show the original art and measurements and talk about who had it and why they had it and who held it and what happened on camera with it. It's been a lot of fun. So the extra bonus stuff that happens over at adfreeshows.com to me is the real draw okay and you know your long form your long form interviews with crockett and whatnot is there any other i guess um dream person you would like to have a long form conversation with yep but i'm not telling you <laughs> fair enough fair enough um conrad uh Promote your social media, promote um, all your shows, and promo, um, promote promote anything you got coming up, which I don't know if anybody has anything coming up in, with the whole corona stuff, but if you have anything coming up, promote. 
Yeah, man, you can catch us over at adfreeshows.com. That's where you can find out about uh, all the content that I'm creating, whether it's audio or video or interactive. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter at, at hey, hey, it's Conrad, and I'm on Instagram at hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Can't believe someone took at hey, hey, it's Conrad. But either way, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and uh, Twitter is at hey, hey, it's Conrad. And I appreciate the time today, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, thank you. It's been a couple of years, and thank you for coming back, and congratulations on your success. And um, look forward to hearing you on the audio waves, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.